Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. I don't know why, but for some reason, the Lord won't let me get those words out of my mind. He is for you. He is for you. I don't know who this is for tonight, but, and this isn't part of my message, and I didn't know the song, but God just keeps telling me to tell someone he's for you. It doesn't matter what happened today. It doesn't matter the sickness in your body. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. What matters is that he is for you tonight. He is for you, and you need to be for him too. Hallelujah. And it is so great to be back in this place and in this presence tonight. Uh, in his presence tonight, I was part of that group that was sick uh, last week, and then I was in Tennessee uh, this this weekend. And as much as I didn't want to come back to reality this week, I, I'm so thankful that I can come into this house and experience the reality of our Lord and Savior. And how many are thankful for our midweek services? Can we get an amen? The busyness of life tends to take over during the week, but, but coming together like this allows us to refocus on the Lord. And as mentioned, we were, we were in Gatlinburg, Tennessee this weekend, and uh, as we were driving home yesterday, I was thinking about what, what the Lord wanted me to share tonight, and I came up with a few questions. How many of us have experienced ups and downs in our lives? And I want you to keep your hands up. I want you to keep your hands up if this is you. And how many of us have experienced good times and bad times? And how many of us, this is a tough one, have experienced positive and negative thoughts about yourself? Well, I have good news. It looks like every single one of our hands are raised. So if you came to church tonight wondering if this message would be for you, you answered your own question by raising your hand. So, so this one is for you tonight. And if you've been to Tennessee, you know the beauty of the mountains. And on our first morning uh, that we were there, a bunch of us got up early to see the sunrise over the mountains. And, and I took a picture and I posted it on Facebook um, and I captioned it, the artist at work. But the next morning, it was cloudy and it was rainy and, and there was no sunrise. But the morning after that, there was another breathtaking sunrise. And as we open our Bibles, I want to take your attention to the book of, book of John in chapter 13. The book of John in chapter 13. Now, my story and my scripture and my title might not completely make sense, but I promise that it will. The book of John chapter 13, and we're going to begin in verse number 15. The book of John, chapter 13 and verse 15. When you get there, shout out, amen. Book of John, chapter 13 and verse 15. It says, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. And verse 17 is where I want to hang my hat tonight. If ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Happy are ye if you do them. 
So we know a lot of stuff. But the blessing comes when we, know, when we do what we know and honor God's purpose. You see, the sunrise was breathtaking on the first day. The second day, it was dark and gloomy. But on that third morning, it was breathtaking again. You see, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. You're going to experience ups and downs. You're going to experience dark and light. But just like that sunrise, God is always faithful. And because God is always faithful, we have to live out our faith to receive our blessing. My message tonight, church, is the artist and the masterpiece. The artist and the masterpiece. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this mighty presence that we already feel in this house tonight, Lord. Lord, I thank you for all those that chose to come to here tonight on a midweek service to be in your presence, Lord. Lord, right now I ask that your words anoint my tongue and come out with what you want your body to hear tonight, Lord. Lord, I ask that you open the hearts and the minds of everybody in this church tonight, Lord. Lord, we thank you again for this magnificent presence. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, God. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honor tonight. In Jesus' sweet, mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, some people may hear this scripture uh, that I read, and they, they may know where, where it came from and, and, and what just happened in the proceedings for it, and you might cringe a little bit because it focuses on the sacrament of foot washing very powerfully. And I'm not going to focus directly on the foot washing, but, but I do want to highlight the principle. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. And I want to talk about that principle, and then I want to come back to this reference and talk a little bit about foot washing. Now, now let me clarify, I'm not going to ask anyone to wash anyone else's feet tonight, so don't worry about that. Um, but I believe that God can speak to us and, and help us through this principle and help us apply it to our lives. And maybe there's some that are disappointed that we're, we're not actually doing the act of foot washing, but I do believe that there's a couple of things that Jesus says here that we can apply in so many places in our lives. And one thing is that I believe that we do know quite a bit, and I, I thank God for that. You know, I didn't know about repentance or baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost until God revealed himself to me in 2019. And, and all of you experiencing those things, uh, you know God revealed it to you, you know, in a Bible study or in a living room uh, or in a coffee shop, in a church service. And God has a way of saying there's something you need to know. And as you begin to serve and honor the Lord and listen for his voice to hear, and there's some people in our generation that believe that biblical literacy is weak among believers today. And, and what they mean by that is that, you know, we're great at worship, or we're great at praise, and we're even great at praying for miracles, but we are not as tuned into Scripture. And we do bear a responsibility. We, we want to know, we do want to know the word. But 
we've had, and we've had some amazing preachers that have graced this pulpit, and especially our pastor and our, our young ministers, and, and they'll just let scripture fro, flow from them. They'll just let scripture come out, and, and you might think, God, I wish I knew the scripture like that, but you can. You can, but, but we understand we got to learn. We got to know, but it's not enough to just know. Once we know, we got to do. Once we know, we got to do, we got to apply, we got to start walking in the light, walking in the truth. And Jesus says, if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. And there are principles in this passage, and and you could just start applying them. Now that I know about worship, I'll be blessed if I worship. Now that I know about prayer, I'll be blessed if I pray. Now that I know about giving, now that I know about sacrificing, I'll be blessed if I do it. And now that you know there's got to be an action, knowing needs to lead to doing. You know the artist that created you. Now you need to put the masterpiece on display. And if you don't know by now, God is the artist and you are the masterpiece. So now you know. So now you got to put it on display. You are his masterpiece. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you have to let the world know. And there's people in this world that don't know that they are a masterpiece. And it's our role, not just the ministry, but the church. It's our role to let them know. Let them know in your neighborhood. Let them know at work. Let them know at school. Let them know on the street. They do not know. Let them know. Let them know. Some know, but they just refuse. Some know, but they just refuse. Maybe it's apathy or it's laziness. Maybe it's intimidation or insecurity. Maybe they're just unwilling, but they know They're just not really ready to do anything with what they know. And it happens. It happens. There's there's some people that know the will and the purpose of God, but their carnal nature wins the battle every day. And simply, the good that they would and could do, they go in the opposite direction. And I'm sure everyone, including myself, has experienced those types of seasons. Oh, I know what's right. I'm just going to go in the opposite direction. My carnal nature is, is taking some control, but we need victory over that tonight. We need victory over that. That's why we pray, and that's why we fast and submitting and submit to God and submit to spiritual authority, even when it's not what we want to do. It's, it's good for your spirit, and it gives your flesh a little reminder, I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to do the will of God. And and there are those that can simply say, I know I am God's masterpiece. I'm not perfect. I'm forgiven. I'm letting the Lord lead me. And I'm walking by the spirit and the leadership in my life. Now that I know, I want that blessing. I want that anointing. I want that strength. I want my life to align with the holy purpose. Now that I know, 
that I don't have to be a drug addict. I don't have to be overcome by fear and anxiety and depression. Now that I know, just tell me some more. Show me some more. Let me have a little more Jesus in my life. Now that I know I can have a prayer life, now that I know I can be linked up with the body and operate in the purpose, I want more of Jesus, so I'll give him more of me. And that's why for for some of us, when we go through a challenge or a season, it could be telling us, you know better. You know better than that. Or we may say, in love and not gossip, they know better than that. They know better than that. Does anybody know better sometimes? Do you know better than that? You know, there's a voice, and I thank God for that voice. It might not be audible, but he's speaking to us. You know better. You know better. You shouldn't have let yourself get in that situation. You shouldn't have gone in that direction. You shouldn't have allowed that relationship to unfold in a way where now he's positioned you out of the will and the purpose of God in your life. You shouldn't have allowed entry of those things into your spirit and into your everyday activities, and now you're struggling, but you knew better at the beginning. You knew better at the beginning, and you know better now. You know what the best thing to do is. Do you know what the best thing to do is? If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So now that you know that God has a plan for your life, why don't you make a way to this altar and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Give me a fresh and clean spirit. Why don't you make your way to the baptismal and say, wash my sins away and create a new creature in Jesus Christ by the power of of your spirit. I want everything that God has for me. And Paul tells Timothy, there is evil in this world and it'll get worse. He says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Philippians chapter 2 and 15, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So let me just say, you know, and I know, the world is messed up. The world is messed up, but the church is not messed up. You know, and I know that the world is in trouble but the church of the living God is not in trouble. You know and I know that the world is growing weaker, but in the name of Jesus Christ, greater is he. And if I can say it in this way, stronger is he and more powerful is he and more able is he in us. That's why we're not running from cancer. We're pleading the blood of Jesus. That's why we're not giving ourselves over to a world that's shipwrecked. We're pleading the blood of Jesus. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my family. Have your way in my health. Have your way in my finances. Have your way. And and there's such strength in the word. There's such strength in the church. There's such strength in the presence. And yeah, we come in here sometimes and we're we're battle weary and we're dealing with some things that we never expected to face. And and yet I just want to call out someone tonight. Let's recapture our sense of purpose. 
Let's recapture our sense of mission. And I'm going to use a word, and I'll quote scripture here in a minute. Let's recapture gladness. Let's recapture gladness. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go unto the house of the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Let's recapture something that is a revelation. I got the best life. I got the best life. I'm on my way to heaven. He's forgiven my sins. He's renewed a right spirit within me. Come on, somebody. There's victory. Let's renew and recapture a sense of identity. I belong to Jesus. Yes, we're facing some things in this world, but this, is no, but this has caused no pain to God. This has caused no panic to God. Listen to what the psalmist said. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And this next verse needs to lighten you up tonight. Know ye that the Lord is God, and it is he that made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. If the doctor gives you a negative report, you can say, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. If you don't know how you'll make that next house payment or how you'll provide for your little family, know ye that the Lord, he is God. Now that you know, go on and operate like the masterpiece that the artist created. Go ahead and stay faithful. Go ahead and stay bold. Go ahead and step out on faith in that area where you were holding back because my God shall supply all my needs. Even though there's needs, even though there's needs, there's nothing better than knowing the Lord and understanding that he knows you and he knew you before you were born. And if God allowed you entry into this earth, there is no doubt in my mind that he has a purpose and a perfect plan and a will and the garbage that you go through. He says, I know it's painful, but I'll use that for them to have a greater testimony, for them to have a greater miracle, for them to understand even when they make poor decisions, I'm not giving up on them. That's my child. That's my love. That is the one that I care about. So I'm going to get back to everybody's favorite part here, the foot washing. And the principle that we see in this action that Jesus takes is the perfect example of knowing and taking action. You see, Jesus, being God himself, had the inside information about what was about to happen to him. He knew that he was about to die on the cross But he took this time to show the disciples that just as he is taking action, so should they. So should they. You see, Jesus was their Lord and their master, and yet he humbled himself to wash their feet. And as he he did unto them, so should they do unto one another. And not one of us is greater than the other. None of us are greater than those that are in the world. 
Now, this isn't Jesus telling us to go wash a homeless person's feet on the side of the road. This, this, this is telling us that we know God has a plan and a purpose for all of us, but we need to humble ourselves and share what we know and share what we know with those that are living in the world. Verse 15, Jesus tells us that he has given an example that ye should do as I have done to you. And we know he's given us hope. He's given us life and he's given us a purpose. We need to live that out. We need Jesus to be seen in us in everything that we do. If the world doesn't want to come see Jesus, we need to show Jesus to the world. And the only way we can achieve that is by doing. On the good days, on the bad days, whether we can afford our mortgage or we got to miss a payment, whether you're going in the right direction or whether you're off track, Jesus is always faithful. The sun will rise again, but we need to remain faithful to him. We need to remain faithful to him. And I know this was a typically short, untypically shorter message for me, but I'm coming to a close if you stand with me all over this house as the musicians come. The artist and the masterpiece. There, there's something about a work of art that, that God showed me. And if you've ever been to a museum and looked at paintings, the first thing that you're drawn to is the actual piece of artwork itself. You're drawn to the actual painting itself. Now, maybe you're at a famous museum with famous artwork and famous artists, but typically you'll be drawn to the artwork itself. Our cabin that we were in this weekend, uh, it had some amazing sports paintings and some, some 3D artwork, and, and you were just drawn to it. And then as you're looking at the paintings, you notice the artist's signature in the bottom corner. But it wasn't until you were drawn to the masterpiece that you figured out who the artist was. You see, there, there are some people in the world who don't know who the artist is or what he can do for them. But this world can see you. This world can see you. This world can see your trials. This world can see your struggles. But it's up to you to put the masterpiece on display in those times. This world sees you at your high points. This world sees you when you're on, you're on a straight path. But it's up to you to put the masterpiece on display. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Church, it's amazing to know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. It's amazing to know that God is faithful even on our worst days. But it's up to us to show whose signature is on the masterpiece. God has called each and every one of us to humble ourselves and share what we know and share what we know. Maybe you don't feel ready. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe there's some fear in the unknown. But you need to understand tonight that you are a masterpiece 
And it's time to reveal the artist of your life. And if you're ready, I want you to come to this altar and call out to God, Lord, I thank you for giving me a calling and a purpose in my life. I'm ready to share your signature with the world. Give me the strength, give me the words, give me the courage to let your light shine through your masterpiece. No more fear, no more shame, Lord. Let your glory show throughout this world. I don't know what you're going through. No one in this place knows what you're going through. But God knew you even before you were born. He knows what you're going through. And whether you believe it or not, the one thing that I want you to take away tonight, church, is that you are a masterpiece created by the eternal artist. Would you come tonight?